Welcome to the Social Dilemma Podcast, Episode 3. Hello, my name is Nate Solomon, and you are now tuned into the Social Dilemma Podcast. On today's show, we're going to be talking about Amazon and their algorithm and how they kind of uh, recommend you products based on your browsing habits, what you've been buying, and uh, even like what you've been saying into your phone. Just uh, general uh, things about Amazon. We're also going to get into a conversation about uh, social media addiction and uh, how it uh, is presenting problems in uh, our society today and if there's anything we can do to combat it. I'm once again joined by Tyler Doze, Riona Donnelly, and Jalen Williams. And with that, let's get into the show. So, obviously, uh, in a post COVID world, Amazon's going to be used a lot more. But I guess I want to pose a question to you guys. Um, do you find yourselves uh, drifting towards Amazon more for uh, finding products? Uh, or do you still like to pick up your stuff in person, I guess? Do you prefer the convenience of Amazon? Just a general conversation. Um, I definitely use Amazon a lot, especially because of the student like prime discount that they do. So I get a lot of my textbooks from Amazon and just everything basically because you know, you can have Prime for still money, but like a lot cheaper. So I think they definitely target students in that way to build up their company. Me personally, like I, I'm in between, like I do like picking things up in person just because I don't have to wait um, a couple of days uh, to receive it. Um, but it all depends on probably the item. Uh, but like I do like being on Amazon. Um, I feel like the Amazon Prime keep pulling me back towards them, and also uh, with like the different deals of the day, I like looking at um electronics. So I like I keep looking at like headphones, speakers, and everything. So I put whatever in my cart, then I'll keep scrolling through and I will see similar items that I might like, probably better items. So I'll put that in my cart also. Yeah, I'm in a similar boat to, I also have the Prime for students because they um, had a really good promotional deal, which made it um, affordable at the time. Um, and I would say throughout the pandemic, I've been going on Amazon and seeking out the things that I need because it seems like a great way to find things for a good price because you can compare it to everything else uh, at the same time. And with the um, prime delivery things come really fast so it's very uh, efficient and convenient so in in terms of that I would say um, for things that aren't of immediate necessity I almost always find myself um, going on Amazon at least first to seek out what are the best products and what are the best options for me so I guess um, with Amazon do you guys know just uh if you're like browsing on some other website or looking up something, so like say you look up like headphones on YouTube or something, do you notice how um, Amazon will like recommend you like a bunch of headphones products? Cause this is something I noticed in my personal time. Cause I was looking for headphones recently, like I mentioned in the last episode and like I was searching for the Audio Technica ADH M50 uh, specifically. And I looked up a review of that and then all over my Amazon and just like general ads on like other websites, it would be like, Oh, get these audio technicas or like other products related to it. Yeah, so I've actually experienced something like that very recently. Um, I was 
just browsing Google itself for um, different luxury watches, just kind of uh, that's something that I'm interested in, not necessarily in purchasing, but just um, browsing and looking for the future. And I noticed that after I clicked on one of the websites and looked through a few of the watches, as I browsed through different social websites or just through Google or through anything, I would see Bob's watches and it would be a huge advertisement either at the top or at the side of my screen. And that came just from me searching from one night for a specific type of watches. Um, and then I noticed that as I went on to Amazon, I would see maybe not particularly those specific watches, but they would recommend me watches that they think were in my price range um, and that were more suitable for me. Um, and that's before I even searched watches in the Amazon search bar. So it seems like it was taking the data from um, from my previous searches and recommending more products that would suit me. Um, so I just thought that was really interesting and a little bit scary to see that um, it's kind of looking at my spending habits, looking at my searching habits and trying to dictate what it think I'm, it thinks I might want to purchase. Yeah, like same here. Recently, I was looking at um, different beanbags and uh, I was on Google at first. I typed in beanbag and, um, and then when I went on Amazon, I seen like a couple different like options for beanbags. But then also when I went, when I was on Amazon looking up beanbags, um, I seen on Facebook and Instagram, different beanbag uh, ads or whatever. I'm like, this is a little bit creepy. Like <laughs> I wasn't on Instagram and Facebook. Why is that? Why is beanbags popping up on there? So yeah, that's the thing with um, Amazon. Um, according to my research, they're not going to tell you what they're tracking outside of your um, browsing habits because obviously that won't reflect on them as a company. But what we do know about them is uh, how they track things internally. So the things that affect um, what's uh, shown to you on Amazon, there's uh, nine different factors. So there's the uh, seller authority. So if a company has a, a good re uh, report with uh, Amazon, so like a trusted seller, it's going to be uh, recommended more. So things like, uh, it's like the actual manufacturer of a like well-known product is obviously going to show up first when like looking up uh, headphones or something. Uh, impressions. So basically uh, views on a product. So if a bunch of people are clicking the, uh, the product and looking at it, that's going to boost them up in the algorithm more. Um, so also sales that start from the Amazon website without uh so basically if you search it up an, uh, an item on amazon and you search it up and you buy it there that would count as a sale within amazon um not being in the frequently bought with uh thing so just keep that in mind for the sake of time we're going to move on i guess um what i want to post to you guys here is um amazon is a uh, i think the biggest corporation on the on the planet now right so I guess you guys feel comfortable with um, Amazon having so much control on the market. Um, is there anything that should happen to them as far as like uh, them tracking our habits and like our uh, and like recommending us products on that? Do you think that's something that's like ethical? Just so just a general conversation. I want to open it up a little bit. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, because if you look at how much power Amazon has, it's a great amount. Uh, and if you look at their tax situation, they had lots of federal tax breaks, even though they're 
CEO is one of the richest men in the world and their company is one of the most prosperous. Um, so I think ethically, um, what we should mostly be worried about is how those profits are being used and if they're being used in our best interest. I think that companies of the size of Amazon um, should have a humanitarian responsibility, not just a profitability responsibility towards their shareholders. It's very hard to make businesses, which in their nature is to make profits, stop making profits at the benefit of our population. So ultimately, um, I think it's very scary, um, but I don't know if personally I really have a solution. Um, I definitely agree with Tyler. I think that Amazon has like a lot of responsibility and is very impactful to society today. And they kind of exploit like the world and their customers and their employees for their own benefit. So I also don't have a solution, but yeah, I just think they do hold like a very big responsibility and it's unethical what they're doing. So I don't want to go like full on socialist, but I'm going to anyways. Um, quite frankly, what Amazon is doing is uh, it's really scary. It's definitely unethical. Um, Jeff Bezos is like the richest man in the world, but he also doesn't pay any taxes, which doesn't make any sense. Um, Amazon is making billions and billions of dollars, but they're working their workers uh, these crazy amount of hours. Uh, they're not giving them breaks. There's actually a really good documentary on Amazon and like Jeff Bezos and just like the general working conditions that they work under that I don't remember the name of, but it's really good. And it kind of shows you um, what these people will do to like kind of expand their wealth and their capital. And um, if you're looking for the good of a country, you can't look to businesses to kind of like regulate themselves because they're in the business of making profit. And ethical practices isn't going to make them money. So they're going to do what helps them the most. And uh, that's just uh, something that's way beyond the scope of this podcast. So we're going to talk about something else. Um, and that's uh, general social media addiction. So I guess uh, we're going to transition off that last topic real quick. Uh, I'm going to pose this to you guys. Uh, how often are you guys on your screens or uh, just on social media in general? Um, um, for today, uh, I think it was on like social media, um, for like two hours, two and a half hours, but usually within a week, um, I'm on there, uh, pretty a lot. Like it's hard for me to put my phone down. Uh, I think like last week I was on, uh, I was on social media, um, for seven hours out of the whole week. Um, so yeah. My average screen time is five hours. And I think that's a little bit lower than it usually is because usually you get a notification and mine is usually like seven hours. So and a lot of that is spent on social networking sites like Instagram and Twitter, TikTok. And uh, for my average usage, um, throughout the, it says my daily average for the week is three hours and 17 minutes a day. Um, and that attributed to social networking would be about two hours. Um, and that's just last week's data for me. 
So, yeah, for me, um, uh, I can't actually see it my last week, but yesterday I was on YouTube for five hours. And, or actually, no, um, that was just general. I was on YouTube for th- four hours and then other social media sites, it's like all combined. I was on for five hours and 37 minutes. So I actually uh, looked this up. So the actual, uh, for 2020, the, uh, the average person is on social media for a day is uh, two hours and 23 minutes. And um, this article was in um, March. So this was pre COVID. So those numbers could be going up even more now. And uh, in 2012, the average person was on uh, social media for 90 minutes a day. So you can see there's like a general spike, like a really big spike of social media usage going in like the past decade. And um, I guess um, there's a lot of issues that are like arising from this that we've touched on before. And I guess um, I would say, what do you think could be done both in our personal lives and uh, on a larger scale to like curb social media addiction. Um, I know we talked on uh, should uh, the government get involved in uh, like the uh, affairs of a social media platform. Um, so yeah, the floor is yours. So if I had to evaluate the social media addiction in our culture today and how we could fix it um, personally and how we could fix it on a large scale, I would say a lot of it stems down to educating the public on what actually is going on and why um, these platforms are so addictive to us. I think the general population's knowledge regarding the algorithms and how they're working almost against us um, is kind of unknown right now. Um, Algorithms are working against us to take our attention away from the real world so that we look at their advertisements and that we make them money and profit is their only goal. It's not our mental health. So I think understanding that as a culture um, would be a first big step. Um, But in terms of what we can do personally in our own lives is we can seek out the information and try to understand why we're so drawn to our phones, why we feel like we have to check it every instant. Why are we always scrolling? If we're asking those questions, and finding the answers, that's the start. Um, but I think there's a lot more to it because these algorithms are kind of working against our brains. Um, it's like a computer against our brain and the computer is always going to win. So um, I think government intervention is necessary. We've talked about this before, so we won't really get into it in this episode, but um, definitely information is the first step, uh, but I don't think information is enough. Um, I definitely see social media affecting others in their daily life. Um, A lot of my friends around me are constantly on their phones and kind of seem to adopt a specific persona like online. So I definitely see it. And um, with the follows and the likes, they're kind of obsessed with it. They want to build their following. So they'll kind of build up a fake persona of themselves to get that. So I think social media is really unhealthy for honestly anyone especially the amount of time that's spent on it for like the average person because I don't think it's real life I think a lot of people on there are kind of just not being themselves and wanting to get those followers and just build up their aesthetic yeah like I feel like um 
every time I hang around uh, a group of people, we all are glued into our phones um, and nobody is talking to each other. Uh, they always looking at their social media. Um, exactly how Rihanna said about uh, they trying to like impress other people and everything. They uh, they just keep looking at their likes, trying to figure out how they could build their likes up and everything. Like I really witnessed people do that um, for like hours of a day and I really talking to their friends or just people that they're around. Uh, so, so I feel like social media is really taking over the world because that's just what everybody is focused on um, every day, all day. With social media, we're interacting with more people than, than ever before. And uh, just like from personal experience, I don't think that we're supposed to interact and see this many people in our lives. We can't make that amount of like real connections. And I think this is like, this is what's kind of contributing to that isolated feeling because you're trying to connect with so many different people that like none of these connections like feel substantial, if that makes sense. Because normally like, well not normally because this is the new normal, but before uh, this whole social media takeover, you would just be limited to like the people within like your immediate circle or like your town or whatever. And then you would, that's who you would interact with. That would be your circle. But now your circle is like hundreds wide maybe. And that might feel like we're uniting people together, but it's also isolating people more than ever. So that's just something I, I kind of uh, noticed like what we're trending to like today. Um, I think that's an interesting point because if you look at kind of what Nate was saying, how um, we have these circles of hundreds of people rather than five or 10. Um, so it seems like people are, um, like Riona said, trying to make personas um, and trying to be some sort of personality that they're not just to appease those big circles of people. So um, I think that ultimately these circles of people, like these bubbles that we're being put into are extremely dangerous for our public mental health um, and I think it definitely needs to be addressed and what's like really hard about this too is like social media is also it's a necessity for like business these days it's a necessity for like creating like business connections and just people's whose whole careers are based off of uh, how they manage uh, their media like we're media students um, this is something that we're looking to study but we can also recognize the uh, incredibly like negative effects that it has on people so it's an interesting conundrum where like we have to adjust to this, but it's also, we know that we can't get rid of it. It's not going anywhere. So we have to be aware and educate others uh, about how we can like fall into these traps and what these companies are doing to keep you on their platforms. So I think as long as we're armed with that knowledge, then um, we can uh, move forward in a, in a healthier way. It's definitely something that should be uh, taught at lower levels of school. I always think that um, media literacy should be a, a mandatory class these days, especially related to technology. And we'll see you next time on the uh, Social Dilemma podcast.